I'm Megan. I'm Colin. And this is Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional. Confessional. An open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter. Brought to you by Time to Pet and Pet Perennials. Well, hello everybody and welcome back. Canva and social media are both powerful tools and tend to just be thrown out there as something that we're just quote unquote supposed to do. But we've never really done a deep dive into Canva and how powerful it is for our business. So today we are really excited to have Jessica Bay, former dog walker, now turned Canva expert and social media guru on the show. She was back on the episode on episode 81, talking about her pack walking business then. Today we're really excited to have her on to talk about the power of Canva and everything that it can do with our business. So Jessica, it's a pleasure to have you back on the show again. Uh, For those who are new listeners, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure, of course. And thank you for having me again. Um, I basically, I right now I own a business called Templates for Pet Pros, and I help dog brands and pet industry social media managers stop the Instagram marketing overwhelm that they have with uh, niche-specific Canva templates so they can see results on social media without spending tons of time creating content. And um, I've worked in the pet industry for more than 20 years now. Um, I started out working in a, a kennel. Um, when I was in high school and then I moved on, I did puppy raising service dogs. I taught obedience classes. Like, um, like you said, I ran a pack hiking business. I did that for 15 years. Basically, if it involves dogs, I probably tried it at one point. I have done pet photography um, and I have two beagles that are my babies and I love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely been in and around the industry for quite a long time. And specifically talking about Canva. When did you first, when did it first come on the scene for you and when did you start using it? Yeah, um, I started using it pretty soon after it came out. I can't remember when that was, but um, it was when I was running my pack hiking business. Um, and I needed something to create like social media graphics um, for Instagram. Like you can use it for so many things, but that was the first thing I started using it for. I just somehow found out about it. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember how it's been so long. Um, but uh, I found out and I started creating graphics for my own uh, social media feed with it. Yeah. Yeah, it is that kind of word. It does get thrown out a lot and really recommended by people as, a, as something that we should be using in our business. But there's a, there are a lot of components to it, I know. So, so for you, how, how, do you, how would you describe what Canva is and, and really what it can do for us? So basically, it is a drag-and-drop graphic design software that anybody can use. You don't need to be a graphic designer to use it. Um, It's super simple. It's point-and-click and and drag, basically, to use it. Um, And it's pretty intuitive. Uh, You can use it to make so many things. It's great for small business owners. Um, You can make social media posts, which I mentioned, videos, marketing materials. You can design T-shirts with it, flyers, posters. Um, They even have a new feature rolling out um, where you can build a whole website with Canva. So it's a really amazing tool. Let's walk through a simple workflow. Uh, I'm I'm wanting to make a social media post. Um, Walk me through some steps in Canva that can take me from absolutely nothing to having something posted. Okay. Yeah, so there are a few options. You can make a post from scratch on Canva, which is what I do when I design my templates, but I wouldn't recommend that for most people um, because graphic design does take a lot of skill um, to make it look aesthetically pleasing, and there's rules to making things look how they should look. And as a pet sitter and a dog walker, like you probably don't have those skills. You might have those skills, but not everybody can be a professional designer and have things look aesthetically pleasing. Um, So I recommend that you start out using a template there are tons of them within in Canva. So say you want to make um, 
an Instagram post. All you need to do is go to Canva.com. And I do recommend using the desktop website version rather than the app. Um, the app is great too, but just for making things, it's a lot easier to fine tune and like click on things and stuff on the um, actual desktop version. Mm-hmm. Um, so like from the search bar, you can actually just type in Instagram post and you can, uh, it'll pop up Instagram post. You can pick that. And then um, there will be all these different templates that you can choose from to design for your business. So the first thing you want to do is look through those templates that are on there um, and find something that kind of has the vibe that your brand has. Um, Cause you don't want to use like a mishmash of templates so that it looks kind of not cohesive. Um, you want people to see your graphics and be like, oh, that's from this company, you know, be recognizable, just like you would from any big company. Like if you see, you know, an ad for like Old Navy or Gap, you're probably going to recognize that that's what it's for um, before you even see their logo or anything, just because there's like a certain style aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So that's something to keep in mind. And that's something that like a membership like mine that supplies templates, they all are cohesive and go together. Um, but within temple, uh, within Canva, you can use that template and you can customize it to match your brand. So once you've picked the template that you want to use, it's really easy to change the colors, the fonts to match your branding. You can use it, even switch out like the elements in there and add your own elements. Like if you do have some graphic design and work with a designer and have um, elements that you want to swap out for, you can do that. Um, and you can add your logo as well. Yeah, that search feature is really powerful when you go to canva.com you can click on create design and then you can figure out how, what size you want it uh, which is really important for social media posts to you're meeting their requirements and you know it's showing up right and then you can just search with simple words like fun or thanksgiving or holiday or um, sunshine or things like that that you want to have a certain aesthetic or, or theme that you bring forward and then i i do really like how you can basically click on everything that pulls up and you can change the color. You can add new elements. Um, you can change font. You can really then you know, tweak it and make it your own. So, so that it is consistent with your branding. Yeah, exactly. And it's very um, user-friendly and searchable. Like you can search for different elements. You can search for photos. You can, like you mentioned, search for different types of templates through keywords. Um, it makes it really user-friendly. Well, and that's really powerful too. Many of us use photos in different ways and different marketing and canva has a built-in feature where you can search for photos that they have um, licenses to that you can use already yes that's true um there are tons of photos on there like um there is both a free and a pro version of canva yeah um so if you have the pro version you have access to so many like elements and like excellent, like professional quality photos on there that you can use. Yeah, that's something that we're always searching for is ways to get a story across or get an understanding of what our, you know, our, our brand or our themes are. And photos tend to be a pretty sticking point for us because we either have to find free for use ones that we can have access to in that license available. So we're not having copyright infringement or we're paying for each individual photo. And when you pay for that pro version of Canva, you get access to all of it and it's all accessible to you and you don't have to worry about copyright infringement or anything like that. You can still use them if you have a free account. You just have to pay a dollar for each one. So, I mean, that adds up really quick if you lose a lot of photos. So it's totally (laughs) worth it, in my opinion, to pay for the pro one. There are so many other features with the pro one um, that you can do as well, like um, remove the backgrounds from your photos. Um, resize designs with one click. So like, say you have a post that you already made for Instagram, like an ad or something, and you want to use it um, 
to your Instagram story or Facebook and you want to resize it, well, you can just click resize on there and pick what you want to resize. And that's one of the great things about Canva. It knows what the dimensions need to be. Um, So you just say you want it to go to Facebook and it'll resize it to fit and be um, optimized to go on Facebook. Yeah, because we're worried about saving time and we don't want to have to recreate these things from zero again after putting all that investment to it and having these preset sizes and um, being able to kind of cookie cutter it from from one platform to another really does help you do a lot of these kind of posts at, at one time. Yeah, definitely. Like it's a huge um, time saver. You can kind of go in there and um, bulk edit. Like mm. my members get a batch of new templates every month. So for them, all they have to do is um, download those, click a link, download them, and then go in and um, change the colors that they want to change, change the fonts. And I do recommend that people change the colors and fonts to match the brand, again, for brand recognition and keeping it consistent in your feed. Um, but they can do that really quickly and then put those... They, you can even have um, folders in Canva and organize everything in folders. So if you wanted to make like... So you have a folder for like January. Um, and you can put all your posts for January into that folder. You can even schedule social media posts through Canva, um, which I have tried that out. I like using later. That's what I like to use, but you can do it within Canva um, and Facebook Creator Studio. I like using that too. Oh. Well, you, you mentioned talking about changing our colors and logo. Does Canva have tools to help us stay consistent with that? Is there a way to store that information in Canva somewhere? Yeah, so um, there is something called a brand kit within Canva. I'm not sure if you can have that with the free account. Um, You definitely can have it with the pro account. So this is something that people don't know about, and I wish everyone knew about the brand kit. And then there's something called um, the style editor. If you see it on the sidebar, it just says style and has like a little artist palette. Mm -hmm. Um, So the brand kit, basically what it does is you can go in and you can add your logo or different variations of logos. You can add all your brand colors in there. You can add your brand fonts. Then uh, when you go to customize a template, all that information is stored for you. So instead of having to like enter the hex codes for your color or like (laughs) manually picking every time what font you want, you can just go to the brand kit and choose from there. And the style, so the style editor like pulls from your brand kit. So if you pick your template, um, you open that up, and then go to that style editor, you'll see that's on the left-hand sidebar. And then um, there'll be you'll see like all your little colors there, like color bar, once you've done your brand kit. And there's actually, if you click it, there's like a little arrow, twisty looking arrow thing in the middle. Um, it'll shuffle, basically it'll shuffle all those colors on the mm-hmm. design. Um, and you can hit it multiple times until you get it, how you want it to look, but it'll shuffle through your brand colors. So that you don't even have to like go in and pick. I want this color to be this. I want this to be this. Um, and if you're doing like a multiple page document, so when my members get their templates, I give them a link that they can download, like all the static posts for the month, all the, the video posts for the month. That way, when they go in, and if you go in and it's multiple pages, and you want to change, say you have something that's pink, and you want to change all the pink to blue, like you just click on that color, and down at the bottom, a little box will pop up and it'll say change all pink to blue and you just click on that and everything that's that color and that whole document will change wow yeah i think i think it's the fact that it's you are able to batch edit not just um these colors but you're able to go in and change all the fonts at once all the colors at once all of the 
um, arrangements. Like you, you really are able to take something that is looks pretty cookie cutter and standard, and then really make it your own with just a, a few simple clicks of a button. I know one of the just I think we use this probably three or four times a day. It's just it's so simple, but it's so powerful. Is we post a lot of photos about us or the dogs out. Now with Canva, we're able to add our logo in the upper right-hand corner or in a corner of the photo. And then we're kind of branding that photo really quick so that as it gets shared or that photo gets taken out of context of its original post, our name and brand continue to follow that post along and we're able to get that out there. Right, exactly. And you do that like by adding your logo to the brand kit and then you just click and add that logo in there. You can drag the logo on or if you want to just do like a text um, at the bottom of every post or something, it's super easy to do that. Yeah. And you don't have to, you can upload as many like uh, logos or um, icons as you want. So if you find yourself inserting a lot of the logo of your insurance provider, or if you're fear free certified, you can upload those logos so that you can add those to posts really quickly and you're not having to go and find those every single time. Yeah. I don't know if there's a limit on how many things you can add in there, but I, I have a ton, so I know <laughs> if there's a limit, it's very high. So, yeah. Have you heard of Time to Pet? Claire from Acton Critter Sitters has this to say. Time to Pet has honestly revolutionized how we do business. My sitters can work much more independently because they have ongoing access to customer and pet information without relying on me. I save hours upon hours of administrative time on billing, processing payments, and generating paychecks. If you are looking for new pet sitting software in the new year, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of our show can save 50% off your first three months by visiting timetopet.com slash confession. You know, we've been talking about um, photos. I know you alluded to, to website design in Canva, and maybe that's the second or third episode on Canva. But but what about, I know video is really big. Uh, can Canva do anything with, with video and help us edit those? Yeah, absolutely. You can make videos in there um, from scratch. You can use templates, um, which I would recommend starting with a template. One of the things I like to use it for is making reels for Instagram. Um, You don't have to do every single reel being like you talking to the camera or video (laughs) like that, but you can edit it that way. You can edit with just graphics. I have um, reels templates for my members that um, they don't have to jump behind the camera and get in them. Um, They just have uh, transitions you can add. It has motion. So it looks like a video. Hmm. Um, And then a lot of the time I'll use like animated GIFs in there. Um, can switch that out for like a picture of themselves. Again, using like the background remover, they can animate that so that they're actually in that video. It's great for people who are camera shy. You can be in the video without being in the video. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's so many things. And then they have tons of video content in there that you can use. If you want to just use like a, a pretty background, that's a video to turn like a, a boring post into something more interesting with the video in the background which um, the Instagram algorithm is going to love that, <laughs> that you're using yeah. videos. Yeah. Um, but you can, it, it's so powerful. There's so many things you can do on there with videos, um, be it like video, just a regular video post, a promotional video. If you want to put something on your website, if you want to make a YouTube cover or a video for YouTube and like edit it in there, you can do all of that. Yeah, what I like about their video is that they're really short clips. So again, when you go to add something, use that search fe- feature and type in what you're looking for. And all their videos are like 30 seconds or less. And you can loop those and you can put together a story with text overlay. 
I think they've even recently added where you can uh, animate individual features of the the posts that you're that you're making. Yes, I believe you can. That's that you can on regular posts, and I'm pretty sure you can do it on. Yeah, you can. I've done it. I'm like, <laughs> you can, you can. I have done it. They have so many features coming out all the time that sometimes it's hard to keep track of all of them. So that's one of the great things about them is they listen to feedback and they implement things like. Um, they added um, curved text is one of the things they didn't used to have. Your text always had to be straight. Now yeah. they have like a curved text effect, which is awesome. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, yeah, I know, especially for us who had round logos where we wanted to have text going around it. That was really frustrating for a really long time. And then when they finally added that, it was uh, much rejoicing uh, in the in yeah. offices. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a big one. I love it. <laughs> well, so that's, you know, uh, that's a, a lot of depth to what Canva can do and I know we've touched on templates we've touched on being able to add videos in, in the pro versus free versions but what are some of your favorite canva tips that you wish more people knew about and they're they're not using them to their fullest um well we already kind of touched on this but like the brand kit and the style editor a lot of people don't know about those but it saves you so much time um another thing you might not know is um just the features on the like searching it's kind of hard to describe just <laughs> um without being able to like go in there and look around but I'll do my best um, sure <laughs> but like you can save elements um if you like them by adding them to your favorites which is uh something that lots of people don't know um another feature is if you like mouse over an element that you like there'll be um three little dots at the top and if you click on them you can try and find more of the same thing. So say you find like a little cute dog illustration, you want to find more like that. Um, you can click on those three dots and look for like more by the same artist. Sometimes they'll have more, sometimes they won't. Um, but it's an awesome feature that most people don't know about. Um, and then also you can make mock-ups in there as well. Um, so if you want to mock up like a product or even if you're trying to get people to get on your email list and you are giving them like a free newsletter and you want like a little mock-up of a like iPhone with the little newsletter in it. Um, you could do that on Canva. There's just so many hidden little things like that. Um, and I share a lot of those on my Instagram with little videos that show you how it works and how to do it. Yeah, I love those little, I don't know what they're called, they're photo windows or something where it does look like the iPhone and you can drag a picture in there or you can drag the screen of what your app looks like that you're using for booking. And so you can do a walkthrough of how to you know book a walk or a little bit of the back-end work. And if you're, you're thinking, well, I've got a lot of stuff spread out everywhere, you can actually connect your, your Instagram, your Facebook, your Google Drive to Canva, and you can pull photos and other elements that you have stored in these other places. So you're not having to constantly re-upload or re-add or redo something. You can pull it back in and use it as something new. Yeah, totally. Like it makes it so easy and you can upload um, your own content and keep them in folders as well on there. One of uh, Megan's and my favorite features of it is that you can add people to a team to work on it together. So if you have staff or you have a friend who you want to help you, you can invite them to work on either specific projects or just have them, give them access to everything that you're working on and that you can really collaborate and, and use elements uh, in, a, in a group effort. 
yeah, it makes it really easy and you can leave little comments on it and stuff for each other um, as well. I don't know if you've seen that, but there'll be like a little bubble in the corner where you can add comments. And I think you have to have the pro account. I'm pretty sure to do that. At what point should somebody decide um, the free account's no longer working for me? I, I should probably go to that that pro and maybe it's worth it for me at that point. Yeah, I mean, um, like it's pretty inexpensive. I think it's it's like $12.99 a month and then it's... I think it's like 120 if you do like the annual plan. So that's only $10 a month. Yeah. If you're using Canva consistently, like you can go and you can try out try out the free version um, and see how you like it. But if you're using it consistently for your business, I would definitely um, invest in getting the pro version just because it unlocks so many features. Um, like that brand kit that I was talking about, um, using the style editor, um, having the ability to share with other people if you have a team and you want them to be able to... Um, help edit or download things and post for you on the fly, um, that type of thing. And then just, you have access to all those photos that way without having to pay a dollar, all the photos, all the extra elements, um, being able to remove the background with one click, being able to, um, you can upload your own fonts. So if you have brand fonts Hmm. that aren't included within Canva, you can upload your own fonts with that as well. And I know you recommend using the, uh, website version, but it, it does have, uh, the, the, the desktop app, as well as a phone app so that you don't have to, you can do a lot of this stuff while you're out on the go. If you're just needing to do something quick and get it posted or resize something, you don't always have to be sitting down in front of your computer to do that. Yeah, that's true. I do recommend using the website version when you can. It's just mm-hmm. because I've had issues with the the app on my computer just taking longer and not being as efficient. Um, and then with the app on the phone, it can be difficult to select things. But if you're like out and about, you just need to download something that you already have done or just add your logo or something. It works great for that. We've been talking a lot about Canva and the power behind it. What is its connection between or two, I guess, social media and, and Instagram and, and all those other platforms? Um, well, so social media is really content heavy. They're content heavy platforms, right? So by that, I mean, you have to create a lot of content and be consistent with your posts to see results. Um, so that's really time consuming, right? Like as a small business owner, especially you have tons of other things that you are already doing. Like you can hire a social media manager if you have the budget for that. Cause like, it really is another job, right? <laughs> Doing that. Or you can use tools to help you, um, stream, like streamline that for you and your staff. So um, Canva will help you save time on that content creation, but just having those templates to pull from, because mm-hmm. to go in and like, be like, okay, what, what do I post? You know, I don't even know what to post about, right? Like, should I just be posting pictures of, of my client dogs all the time? You know, and like the Instagram al- algorithm, it wants you to post more than just that. Like they want you to post video. They want you to post, um, all different kinds of things. And that's going to be more interesting to your followers too. It'll take you a little bit more time in Canva, but you can find other ideas in there too. Just search for like dog templates in there, you know, um, and see, you may not end up using the exact one you see because Canva has a lot of users and (laughs) uh, you probably don't want to post the exact same thing that everybody else is posting, but uh, it'll give you a great jumping off point too. It'd be like, oh, okay, this is a great idea um, uh, that I just got from looking at this. I will say a uh, biggest pro tip for Canva is scroll down a couple times on the page uh, to get access to those templates. So you're not always picking the, t- the top two or three search results because a lot of people do just click the first one or two and it help you stand out a little bit more. 
Yeah, yeah. And like, um, try, you can also try using different keywords. Like, instead of searching dog or cat, like, try, do puppy sometimes or kitten or, you know, yeah. you can get different results that way. And you don't have to specifically use a pet template either. You can use any of them. Just swap out some of the elements to make them, you know, swap out a flower for a dog bone or a paw print or something like that. Yeah. Um, and you can make it work. Well, I guess I should also add the other thing that Canva does is it saves your entire uh, document history of things that you've worked on over time. So you don't always have to go back in and refine that template or refine those elements or make something from scratch because it'll save what you've made in the past. So that way, once you start using it, you'll find that you kind of fall into this, oh, these are the four, five, maybe six ones that I use pretty consistently. And that it helps speed it up even more because you're not having to go in and search brand new keywords every single time too. Yeah, definitely. And if you use, if you have a lot of templates, like I have hundreds and hundreds of them, make folders in there for yourself. So you're like, you know, have marketing templates or whatever categories that you want to have that makes sense. Canva also has a new feature um, where you can search your own content. Mm. So you can search your own templates, which I use all the time. So like if I know I made a template for Christmas, I could just type in Christmas and search my own templates. And as long as I have that word in there somewhere, it'll find it. Yeah, that does mean you do have to uh, work on labeling and not just have copy, 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 draft one, two, three. Uh, <laughs> yeah, give it a name. <laughs> give it a name. Just think about what would I search for if I can't find this later? <laughs> name it yeah. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, social media is uh, we use it as a marketing outlet. And, and I think sometimes we can get a little frustrated because um, we we get followers. That, that That's one thing that we can do. But then we've got to convert them into a client and a customer. So walk us through um, an approach that we could take to to not only gain followers, because that, that's one thing, we've got follower counts, but then what kind of posts or, or how do we then convert our follower counts into actual clients and paying customers of ours? Okay, yeah. So one of the most important things when you're posting, um, let's just use Instagram as an example, because that's the platform that I use the most. Um, sure. And I know the most about. So make sure that you post with intent. I mean, that's true with any social media platform. But why are you posting? What is the purpose? Are you is your purpose to convert new clients? If you're a dog walker or a pet sitter, um, that should definitely be one of your intentions. I would think um, some people only use their social media to communicate with current clients. Um, but if you're not doing that, like you could have more than one purpose. But one of them should to convert new clients. So um, the first thing is that people need to find you on there, right? So they don't know who you are. They've never heard of you and they need to be able to find you. So right now on Instagram specifically, um, the best way to get in front of new audiences is doing things like reels because Instagram algorithm is pushing reels out right now and they're pushing them out to people who are not your followers already. Regular static posts um, kind of go more to your current audience. So hmm. if you're trying to get new followers and getting in front of people who don't already know who you are is really important. So using reels, um, I've heard from other business owners, they've had a lot of success doing live rooms with other people in their niche. So maybe you are a pet sitter and you want to jump on a live room with a veterinarian and do a live together that you share a client base with because you get in front of both audiences that way. You kind of help each other that way get new clients and new followers and then posting like shareable things that people are going to share with others. So another thing to keep in mind is for pet sitter and dog walkers is 
you want to focus on getting quality followers, not quantity. Because if you get followers from all over the world, they're not going to be able to hire you, right? They need to be in your service area. So make sure that the topics that you're using on these like shareable posts and on your reels are relevant to your local area. So for example, you can do um, shareable posts about fun things to do with your dog in your city, Um, you know, restaurants that take dogs, all kinds of things. Just do like a brainstorm list of things that people are going to be interested in that are also local um, because that's a great way to grow like quality followers. And then you just want to make sure once they start following you that you're putting out content that's relevant to them, that they find valuable. So they want to continue following you and stay engaged with that content. So again, it's kind of, you kind of need to sit down and be like, okay, who who is my ideal client and what kind of content are they going to enjoy seeing on here? Now, the number one pe- thing that people say they go on social media for is entertainment. Um, they also love education. Um, so those are two great things to focus on. You can answer frequently asked questions that people um, are wondering before they hire you. So what are a lot of questions that you get asked before people hire you? Answer those questions. Like do a reel answering those questions. Um, Do a carousel answering those questions. All those types of things will help you focus on the type of client that you want. Um, And it'll help you establish yourself as an expert in your field and gain their trust. So we're pet sitters and dog workers are dealing with people's pets. So trust is like such a huge thing Mm -hmm. when it comes to that. Um, So just building that trust and video is such a great way to do that. And even just carousels with education, you know, you can answer basic dog care questions, questions that um, people might have in your local area about, you know, like seasonal things like in California, foxtails are a huge thing. So talking about that, if you're in that area, um, you know, mushrooms that are toxic, things like that are all helpful. Um, Just keep in mind what is going to be helpful to those people that you want to service. And then don't be afraid to sell. You know, a lot of people are afraid to sell their services on there. Um, Don't be afraid to do that. It's fine to be on there selling your services. Tell them what you offer. Tell them how you can help them and how they can hire you. Um, And don't worry about people not following you because if they're going to unfollow you because you're trying to sell a service, um, like that's one of the purposes of why you're there. So um, (laughs) they're not going to hire you anyway, right? They're like, oh, they're trying to sell me their pet sitting. I, you know, I'm offended. I'm going to unfollow them. Well, fine, let them go. You know, Mm -hmm. get someone else who's like interested in unhiring you and get that person in instead. Yeah. Yeah. We do tend to focus on that number of followers. And, and I love how you pointed out like you want quality, not quantity of followers. And just having a big number doesn't mean anything if they're not engaging, if they're not actually able or going to use your services. You need to be using that as a way to, to, to feed them and gain that trust and build that authority with them. And, and so I, I see this an awful lot, and I know there are different takes on it. So I want to get your take on this. Are, are follow for follows on you know Facebook page, someone will say, "Hey, I, here's my Instagram post," and everyone starts posting theirs, and they they go and follow each other. Does does that do anything to hurt or help the algorithm at all, or is it really just trying to bump up follower counts at that point? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a big pet peeve of mine when I see people doing that because I feel like it hurts them. Um, I mean, I, I always say only follow accounts that you generally are interested in following and connecting with. Don't just follow someone to get a follow back. Because it's just basically going to inflate your numbers, right? So it looks like you have, I mean, what's the purpose of it, you know, of someone following you who's not interested in your service? Not only that, um, the accounts that you engage with the most is what 
Instagram kind of is going to group you in with those accounts. So like if you mostly are following other pet sitters and dog walkers and vice versa, Instagram thinks that that's what accounts are going to be most interested in you, but that's not what you want. You want people who are pet owners who want to hire you. Um, (laughs) You want the algorithm to show your posts to those people, right? Not a bunch of other dog walkers and pet sitters. That doesn't mean you can't follow other dog walkers and pet sitters that you're friends with and that you admire and you want to support as business, but just getting into the whole follow for follow just to, to boost your numbers. I would really avoid that because it doesn't do anything to help you. Yeah. And I think, again, focusing on that, that why am I doing this? What's the purpose of me being here? And whatever reason you, you end up deciding on, that's fine because uh, that's how, what, how you want to use it, what you want to do. If you just want to have a presence or if you want to be engaging, if you want to be growing your followers, if you want to be gaining clients through that and using that avenue, that's up to, to, to each and every business to decide. But then the, the thing there is then to be consistent with that and, 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 do appropriate things that are going to match that desired outcome that you eventually want. Yeah, absolutely. Like I have other Instagram accounts that I do just for fun. Like I'm not trying to get clients. I'm not trying to make money. I just do it for fun and I'm not the most consistent. I don't follow all the rules that I know I should be doing because, you know, my purpose is just for fun. So like, you know, it's fine. So, (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, you, you mentioned a couple words, I think, specific to Instagram that not everybody may be familiar with. Uh, I, I heard reels, I heard carousel, and I heard static posts. So what are the different ways I can post content to Instagram, and, and what should I be posting to each one? Sure. So um, Instagram reels came out a while ago, and it's kind of like their response to TikTok, try and keep up with TikTok. Um, so what they are is they're short videos. They show up in your feed, um, and you can use them in a variety of ways, which I kind of talked about a little bit. Um, but, uh, just they're short little clips. So try and keep them short, like 15 to 30 seconds is great. Like if you can get it done in 15 seconds, don't, you know, don't do more work than you have to do. Right. (laughs) Um, just keep it short. So those are great for getting in front of people. Um, like I said, that don't already follow you because Instagram is really pushing those right now. A static post is what I call just a regular photo post, right? Um, be it a square or like a four by five um, size vertical one on Instagram. So that's kind of what Instagram is known for. And those posts are still doing well. It's not like those posts are dead. You can still post those and do well. Um, it's just, you should vary it with other things too. And then a carousel is a multiple image post. So if you've ever been on Instagram and seen where um, you can kind of scroll through more than one image. Um, thing I really like about those is if you're going to do a, even do a static post, and you'll see I do this on my templates for Pet Bros Instagram all the time. I'll post the same image on, of a graphic, but I will post it in different colors. Mm. Um, the reason I do that is because it'll show the the post to people multiple times, right? So same thing if you post, say, instead of posting one picture of a client dog out on a walk or something, you post three different pictures all in the same post as a carousel or you post an educational post, you know, something like that as a carousel of multiple images. If the person is shown that first time and they don't interact with it, Instagram will show it to them again. They'll show them like the second photo from that. They'll show them the third one. So you get more opportunities to get eyes on that, therefore better likelihood of getting better engagement on it. And what I, I really like about the carousels 
is it allows you to have more information density per post if you're trying to have one of those educational ones. You don't have to feel like you're cramming everything on to that little tiny picture. Uh, you can have three or four that kind of expand out in a story, uh, and it makes it a little bit easier for people to engage, read, and not quite so overwhelming. Yeah, and it's great for, like, a lot of the time, you know, people aren't going to stop and read a long caption on Instagram. Like, they're scrolling through. You kind of have to catch their eye first. So if you put, like, you know, an attention-grabbing headline in that first first slide there, um, mm. and then break up the text so it's just, like, a sentence or two, per slide, it's much more likely they're actually going to read that information than if you have a big paragraph down there in the comments. Um, so it works great for that, too. You mentioned this a little bit earlier, but wanted you to, to give more explanation on the role that social media plays in building up my authority as a business or as a pet sitter and dog walker when it comes to people interacting with my information and my account. Sure. Yeah. Like this is one of the great things about social media for specifically for dog walkers and pet sitters in the pet care industry is that like trust is such a huge thing in this business. Um, and it's such a great way to build trust, right? Cause people don't know who you are, but especially through video, they feel like they, they know you, right? Just like you feel like maybe, you know, some uh, celebrity right on TV better than some stranger off the street. Cause you've like seen them, right? Like in interviews, things like that talking, um, or, you know, they're an expert about this or that, and you trust their information that they're giving out. Um, so use like harnessing the power of social media to do that for your business is really powerful. So just, um, I know you guys have talked about this on the podcast before, I'm pretty sure, but like the no like, and trust factor, oh, right? Sure. So um, getting people to feel like they know you, they like you, they trust you, and then they're going to trust you with their pets. So mm. one of the ways you can do that is posting things to social media to build those factors. So things like infographics, carousels, like we just talked about, you can do videos, reels, they all work really well to, you know, tell them a little bit about who you are, tell them what you do and why they should hire you. And you, if you have staff, you know, tell them about your staff. Who are they? Who's actually going to be like caring for their dog? Cause you want them to trust those people as well. Um, and then don't forget to tell them how to hire you. <laughs> and, and it's, you know, if they're like, well, how do we, you know, what exactly, you know, I'll see a lot of the time people just post cute pictures of dogs and stuff on there, which is fun, you know, and we're in a great industry that like, you know, pictures that are cute like they do well um but you don't want the person just happy to see the cute pictures you want them to hire you right if that's the purpose of your, your feed so you've <laughs> got to tell them like what is the service that you offer make sure that they're clear why should they hire you and how do they hire you and you need to be repetitive like don't that's the thing is like you put you think oh let me post this oh i don't want to post that again i just said something like that last week you know i don't want to you know the thing is like half the people aren't reading what you wrote Right. <laughs> um, you know, more people like look at your Instagram. If you look at your insights, it'll tell you like how, what was your reach? You know, it's not yeah. reaching all your followers, right? So you have to be repetitive, show them over and over and over. This is what I do. This is who I am. You know, you yeah. can make like little, um, content creation buckets, right? Like I'm going to educate them about these things or what I'm going to educate them about. I'm going to make sure that they know who we are. I'm going to build authority, you know, all these things and like, kind of be like, these are the kinds of content that I want to post. And then like recycle, do them again and again. And <laughs> one of the tricks to, to save time is like, go into your insights, look at what posts are performing best. Right. And then make more posts that are like that. Um, and then even repost those ones like a couple months later. 
Um, because again, people forget. And like, if, if people are like, oh my God, they keep saying this over and over. Okay. Well, they can unfollow you. And you know, again, that person wasn't going to hire you anyway. So, you know, just say what you said in a different way, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and then when you couple that with something, to, you know, taking it back to Canva, you've already made that post one time. You can go in, you can rejigger it, you can change the, the colors or move things around in a different way and post that exact same content a couple months later or a couple weeks later, and it will fit right in with the rest of your feed. There's a saying, um, you know, every day there's somebody born who hasn't seen the Flintstones. I don't know why the Flintstones, but it basically saying like, there's always somebody brand new, whether A, they just got their pet for the first time, B, the, the way they used to care for their pet is no longer reliable to them and they're looking for something different, or, or, or C, you know, they're, they're just totally new and they're just learning about all of this. And so there's always somebody new coming in and looking for help in the industry. And while to us, as you said, it can feel so repetitive, like I always post about this. Well, you know what? <laughs> somebody j- is just now today looking at your feed for the first time. And the likelihood that they're going to scroll back through to see that post that you made a year ago about what you do, very, very little. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. So you got to, you know, keep it fresh and and keep posting that same stuff and and not be self-conscious about that, knowing that you are still educating people and and continuing to remind them about you. Yeah. And like um, on that note, you can also like repurpose. If you have a carousel that you made that did really well, like an educational carousel, take that content, make it into a reel, you know, or vice versa. Like if you did a reel that did really well, make that into a carousel, you know, you can kind of repurpose that same content. So you're not having to reinvent the wheel on every post that you do. Yeah. Yeah. And back to that, that, that no like trust factor um, in, in pet care, a lot of pet care is done by friends, family, and acquaintances. Those are people that, that the client already has a relationship or a known connection to. And if they're going to invite a stranger into their home, the only way they're going to grow that connection with you is if they know about you. How do they know about you? You have to tell them about you. You have to post that content, build that relationship digitally before they can start to understand who you are. So it's not uncommon for people to, I know we get this, where people will say, I started following you eight months ago and I've been stalking you ever since. It's a little creepy, but we say thank you and glad we can use your, you, you can use our, <laughs> use our services now. But it took time for them to understand who we are and get, get to know us before they could eventually trust us. Yeah. And it's just about like building that comfort level. And some people are going to be more comfortable right away and some people mm-hmm. it's going to take them more time, yeah. you know, or maybe they don't need your services right now, but they're like, oh, this person's cool. I love what they're doing. I'm going to follow them. And then later, when they do need someone, you know, since you've been consistent with your posts and had engaging things and you're in their feed all the time, they're going to remember you and be like, oh, yeah, there's that person I follow. OK, I'm <laughs> going to contact them. Our friends at Pepperneals make it easy as one, two, three to send a heartfelt condolence gift directly to someone with a broken heart. They have this awesome direct client gift service that takes the effort off of us and ensures a thoughtful, personalized sympathy gift reaches your client or employee. All gift packages include a handwritten card, colorful gift wrap, and shipping fees across the U.S. and Canada. They also have an array of milestone gifts and greeting cards that can be sent to celebrate birthdays, extend get-well wishes, and welcome new and rescued pets. Additionally, there are gift choices in case you need to send a sympathy gift in memory of a special human client or celebrate pregnancy, engagement, or wedding of a pet lover. If you're interested, register for a free business account to unlock the all-inclusive discounted package prices. The service is leveraged on an as-need basis, so there are no monthly or annual obligation or minimum purchases. 
To learn more, go to petperennials.com slash pages slash GPS and use the referral code PSC at registration to get a unique coupon code to save $2 off any package that you send in your first 90 days. Back in June, and I think we talked about this a little bit, but back in June, Instagram announced that it was not just a photo sharing app anymore. Why should should businesses and, and pet care businesses pay attention to that kind of reframing of the company? Uh huh. Yeah. So that was like a a lot of social media managers were freaking out and <laughs> business owners. Um, but if you haven't heard about this, like yeah, back in June, a huge announcement made, was made that Instagram is no longer a photo sharing app anymore. I mean, technically, it hadn't been just a photo sharing app for a while. Like we've had Instagram stories and the option to add video for like a few years now, I think. Um, so it's like, okay, don't freak out everybody. <laughs> we've been able to do other things on here forever, but uh, you know, Instagram is trying to compete with TikTok. You know, that's mm-hmm. like the long and short of it. They want to compete with TikTok better. Um, so they're pushing more video content. So things like especially reels and videos. Um so something to keep in mind as a business owner is that the Instagram algorithm, it likes it when you post reels, it likes it when it, you post videos. And so you're likely to get better reach, you know, as a reward for using those types of features. Um, so thinking about using those, if you're not doing it, if you're just doing photos, you know, like that's not the most effective thing right now. It's better to like keep those posts varied, um, Videos also work really well to stop people from scrolling. You just have to make sure at the very beginning of your video, you have like a good hook that tells them, you know, this is why you should watch this video. This is what this is about. Um, And then it also helps build, like you said, like the no like and trust and the authority using those um, a lot better than it does just with static posts alone. And I'm not saying you can't have just a static post feed. You can. Some people like are lucky and they have a lot of followers already and they're doing great with that. But like if you're trying to get more eyes on your content and if you're trying to make the most of like this free platform that you have, then integrating a variety of posts, especially with like reels and videos, is something I would definitely recommend. Um, just not to use just images, like add animations in there. And when you use an animated post, it shows up as a video. Um, use videos, use reels just to make that Instagram algorithm happy <laughs> so that you get um, more eyes on your stuff. Cause you're putting a lot of work into it, you know? Yeah. Um, so you want eyes on it. Well, I was going to say when, when somebody says, Oh, I have to do a video or you need to do more video. I think of just it being a, a huge time suck for me to, to shoot, to edit, to put together and post. How can we save time or what are some tips for working on Instagram or Facebook to, to post videos, but not have them eat up my entire day? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it takes forever, right? It does. Yeah. <laughs> so especially like doing videos or making reels for Instagram or TikTok. So, I mean, my first thing is just keep it simple. It does not have to be perfect. Some of my best performing reels are like the silliest things that I did like last minute and took like no time at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, don't feel like everything has to be like fully planned out. This is when I, what I'm going to do, you know, um, and then batch your batch if you can. 
you know, decide how many videos do I want to post a, re- a week and do something realistic, right? I mean, Instagram released like some things saying how many times they want you to post and it's some insane thing. I forget, I can't even, I just like, it went in one ear and went out the other for me because I was just like, what? I think it said like five to seven reels a week or something. I don't know. I was like, what? Yeah. Are you insane? So, you know, don't worry about that. Do what you can. Like if you can do one every week, that's great. If you can do two every week, even better, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. But like you have other things that you need to do and like your job is not to sit on Instagram all day. So don't be too worried about that stuff. It's just being consistent. You know, if you post one reel every week, that's great. That's consistent, you know? Um, and then I mentioned this before, before, just keep them short, you know, answer a, a, a commonly asked question. You know, this can be a general pet related question that, that people want to know about could be specific to your business, specific to your area. Um, you can just do like a face to camera, you know, 15 seconds or less. And that, you know, that should hardly take you any time. Use the auto caption feature in Instagram. They have it in TikTok too, um, to add captions to that. So that if someone's scrolling through and they don't have the sound on, on the Instagram reels, it, it captions what you're saying automatically and you don't have to type it all out. Um, that saves time. But uh, my members also get Reels templates that they can customize to save them time. And they just go in there and they can uh, customize them to match their brand right in Canva. So they don't have to even create or come up with the idea from scratch. Yeah, those auto captions really save a lot. And I love how they do draw people in. And it's thinking about the elements that we want to add to each photo and not overdoing it, not overproducing it, not overthinking it. And getting that content out there, again, remembering why we're on the platform and who we're talking to and really ultimately what we want them to do with what we've presented them. You know, speaking of time, let's talk a little bit more about batching content um, and and what content can be batched and and how I can prevent myself from being too too repetitive or sharing the exact same thing over and over. Yeah, so like if you can batch, if you're like, I always recommend it. Like some people just aren't into batching. They, they like to do one post at a time, which it, it can save time if you're batching. But like if you're more likely to post, if you do it one at a time, you know, do what works for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like I can't batch too many Instagram reels at a time. For example, I get totally burnt out. So like yeah. so some people will do two weeks worth. I can do like two maybe three. And then I'm like, Nope, I'm done. Um, so do, so do what works for you, but try to batch. But as far as like, um, customizing templates, like if you're a member of a membership like mine, um, in Canva, definitely recommend batching those because, um, it's a lot different than doing a video. You can just pull it into Canva and use that brand kit and style editor that, that we talked about and have everything ready to go. Like all of those posts ready to go. You can keep in a vault in a folder or you can schedule them like at the beginning of the month or the end of the previous month for the whole upcoming month, if you want to um, using something like uh, later or Facebook creator studio, or even directly from Canva, you can do that as well. Um, So yeah, like it's like whatever works best for you, but like if you're doing templates, I definitely recommend like batch editing those so that you save time. And then you just have like a library of ready to go content ready. Yeah. And I think it's about just setting aside you know, 30 minutes or 45 minutes, maybe an hour a week to kind of think through at least what you want to post and then start working towards make actually creating those. 
so that you're not always just every day starting it or ending it going, ah, what do I, what do I post? What do I, what am I doing? What, how do I write this stuff together? But take actual time to plan that out and set it aside. It doesn't have to be a lot, but at least it's something to get your mind in the game and get those free uh, creative juices flowing so that you can kind of start just working through. And once you start it, it does kind of tend to flow a little bit easier uh, so that you're not having to, to panic post throughout the week. Yeah. And just like having like a, keeping that purpose in mind, like what is yeah. my purpose? What do I want to promote this month? Are we having like special? Are we trying to get new um, walking clients in? Do we have openings? Like what, what are we trying to like push this month and creative ways to like do that? Um, and just batching all that together, but also like coming up with ideas. So you're not like, God, I don't know what to post about. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I do, my members get um, a monthly list of all the holidays observances. I also send them out to my email list and post them on my Instagram account. So like, if you're really stuck on ideas, that is a great way to like go and get some ideas is look at the upcoming pet related holidays and observances and be like, okay, this is coming up. We could do something fun for this, but like, don't like be look at, look at the list and be like, okay, I'm going to post a thing for every one of these holidays. Just saying like happy national dog biscuit day or something. No, 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 right. (laughs) Don't do that. Like, um, go in there and pick like a couple that are relevant and be like, you know, for, you know, national dog biscuit day, we are giving away, you know, a free bag of treats, you know, tie it in with something that's going to be relevant to your audience and help you achieve the goal that you want to do with it. Yeah, like if you like, I think recently was like National Mutt Day or, or something like that. Like if you, if your dog is a mutt, or if you have a relationship with a, a rescue who you know is not specific to a particular breed, that's a great tie-in to do those call-outs or post particular photos that you can share along with that. That makes it a little bit more personal and have that that tighter connection with people. So again, they're starting to understand who you are, what your values are, and, and what you're actually trying to do. Yeah, exactly. And like, you can also do fun things like for Facebook and get people more involved and engaging like National Mutt Day, share a photo of your mutt, you know, tell us the story of how you got your pet, you know, something like that to just get people engaged or even like, say, you know, do a fundraiser or something to support uh, rescue dogs. Right. Right. Well, uh, Jessica, I I really appreciate um, all of the uh, amazing advice and taking us a little bit deeper into what Canva can do for us and this time it can save us in our business and helps us be consistent, build that authority, build that trust, and then how we can start leveraging social media to not be quite so overwhelming and how to take those posts and reuse them time and time again. Uh, I know there's a lot here uh, and that it's an ever-changing topic and uh, industry as well. So if people want to learn more, find out more about what you're doing and get connected with you, uh, how can they? how can they do that? Yeah, so all, my social media handle is at templates for pet pros, and you can find me on Instagram. That's where I am most active is on Instagram. Uh, but I'm also on Facebook and TikTok at templates for pet pros. If you want to try uh, 10 templates for free, you can go to my website, templatesforpetpros.com. I also have tutorials there on the blog um, and lots of tutorials on my Instagram feed as well. And if you have any questions about Canva or anything, you can always send me a DM on Instagram. Jessica, again, it was a pleasure having you back on. And thank you so much. Thank you. How are you currently making your social media posts? Do you find that they are taking way too much time and that you end up getting frustrated and end up not posting anyway? I really do recommend that if you have not already, you look into Canva. And if you have Canva, start using some of the power features that Jessica and I talked about on the show today. 
They're really going to help you streamline your posting, help you stay consistent, and make sure that you're not pulling your hair out every time you sit down to try and post something for the day. The big word that Jessica kept bringing up over and over again was the importance of consistency. Not just consistency in your posting schedule, but also the consistency in your branding and how you have your posts structured. Using something like Canva can really help you be as consistent as possible so that your clients know what to expect. It's not weighing on your mind what you're going to post, and it starts to build that recognizable, that no like trust factor that we talked about on the show, which is critical to our industry and building those clients that you really want. We want to thank our sponsors, Time to Pet and Pet Perennials, for making today's show possible. And for you listening, we are so appreciative that you're here, and we know that you have a lot going on in your days and your weeks, so we really appreciate you taking time to listen to our show today. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll be back again soon. <music>